0: Hello and welcome to A Journey of Clarity, a personal exploration of getting in tune with yourself and in tune with others with your host, Dr. Nathaniel Postia. This is a journey of emotional and spiritual awareness, of discovery what life truly means and a clear shift from an ego-driven world to a meaning-driven world. I believe we can become more in tune with our thoughts, our emotions and our spirituality And as we do that, we will make better decisions, have deeper connections, more fulfillment, and even more joy. This is A Bit of Clarity.
1: Well hello and welcome to another episode of A Bit of Clarity. You know when you get up in the morning and uh, you do certain things that you're used to doing, you don't even think about them. So basically, I don't know what, what your morning routine is, but you get out of bed, You probably go to the bathroom, uh, do your business, whatever it is, Uh, have a shower, shave, whatever it is. Then uh, you probably, I don't know, turn the coffee machine on, take the dog out because they need a bit of a break from a full night in the house. Uh, And then you get dressed or, you know, you put your shoes on, you put your clothes on, you put, uh, you comb your hair if you have any. Uh, (laughs) I don't have to do that. and uh, then you get in your car, you start up your car, and you drive to work, and then you go through the so many so many things which you pretty much do unconsciously in the sense that you don't have to think about them, you just do it. I mean, even driving, you don't think about driving, you just do it, you just drive, and your mind can be totally somewhere else in fact most of the time when you drive you don't think about driving you think about something else so do you ever wonder why do we do the things we do how did we develop those routines in our lives and is there some engineering can we do something about it so today what i want to talk about is habits habits they, that's what they call they call habits and some of them are fantastic and some of them are not so good but they are the things that we routinely do All the time we have developed this over time and today we're gonna look into how to develop uh, better habits and how to get rid of some of those negative habits that we have accumulated over time so uh, just be mindful that we have show notes available and I will refer back to these because that's the guideline that I follow I typed them up this morning at 4 a.m. and uh, you know my routine already (laughs) Uh, and they're vital, they're important. So just follow the links in, uh, in the presentation that you're watching or you're listening to and you will find these show notes for episode 25 when we talk about habits. So today, developing an understanding of habits. Understanding habits, actions. So what are habits? Habits are actions that are repeated over time. So an action which is repeated over time gradually becomes a habit. So something that you do on a continuous basis becomes a habit, becomes part of what you do, you know, uh, without really thinking much about it. Some habits are developed mindfully, which uh, are positive or adaptive habits that are purposely formed. So usually nobody wants to develop bad habits. So everybody who wants to consciously develop a habit in their lives, they do it in a positive way. They want to build something up. They want to have a habit that is purposely formed for a, a value or for a purpose or for a goal that they have in life. But there are other other habits that are unconsciously developed. These are developed either by internal or external stress, and we didn't think too much about it. We just adapted, we just carried on doing them. And these generally are those negative habits that we want to get rid of them. There are passive habits and active habits as well. The passive habits arise from exposure to things we eventually get used to. High-altitude climbers gradually adapt their bodies to the lower levels of oxygen available as they climb above 3500 meters. So passive habits uh, are those habits that we develop as we carry on, as we carry on, as we do the things that we do on a continual basis. Um, we can, uh, when I went to Nepal, when I went in the Himalayas, we, gradu- uh, we gradually developed this uh, ability or this, uh, um, we adapted to, to altitude by just going up day by day and sleeping at higher altitude Uh, our bodies gradually adapted to to that. So it uh, it was a passive habit that happened by just being in, in that environment. There are active habits and these are developed by repeated intention and effort. These crystallize our skills and then we perform these, once they become habitually in us, with little or no thought at all. And I was talking about driving. So remember how stressful it was when you started driving for the first time? It was an active habit that you had to develop over time. So you were tense, you were, you know, looking around, everything was, you were so much into it. But then the second day, the third day, you became more and more used to it. And now when you get in the car and drive, you just start it and go for it. You don't even think about it. So that's how we ride a bike, how we swim, how we drive, even reading, even mathematics, even doing basic stuff. A lot of the time you don't actually think about them, you just do them. They have become crystallized in the way we perform them. So these are active habits. A study revealed, you're gonna like this, that an estimated 43% of our daily activities are done habitually, which means you don't need to think about them. You think about something else at the same time. We actually say, I'm just going for a walk, I'm going for a run, because I wanna take my mind off things. So you're not actually thinking about running on purpose. You know, you, you've, you've learned that some of the habits uh, that you have in your life are not requiring you to think about the actual action of what you're doing. So um, So for a lot of these things, they've just become habits in our lives. It's important to have this awareness because it means you can develop other habits. They become part of your life without having to give them too much attention. Because we overprocess things. Research has also found that it takes about, I mean, this is a question that most people ask me, or, you know, they just don't ask me, they ask Google as well. How long does it take to form a habit, a good habit, of course? And you get various uh, answers, you know, depends on who you talk to, but what I'm talking about here is research. I used to think that it takes about six weeks to form a, a good habit, but uh, it actually takes a lot longer than that. I, um, it takes nine weeks. Uh, according to research, a study that was done, it takes about 66 days to, to establish a pro-health habit, a pro-moving-forward habit. So it, uh, it may start at six weeks, but to really implement a habit in your life, it probably takes about nine weeks. So this is done on research, this is done on study, So don't take it lightly, don't take it easy. At the same time, don't think it's going to take forever. But, you know, if you think, most of us think that if I can do this for a week, then, you know, it's habitual. It's not. You know, even for two weeks, three weeks, we we lapse immediately after. So, you know, you need that consistency for a couple of months, a couple of good months, and then that uh, that very goal that you have or that very uh, thing that you want to develop becomes a habit. And that's important for you to know. Okay. How can you break bad habits and form new positive ones? How can you get rid of those negative, toxic habits that you have, like picking your nose, (laughs) and have new positive ones? I don't know. I don't know if we're ever gonna get rid of that one. (laughs) You know. (laughs) We you know, we all do it, you know, even I don't want to do it, and eventually I catch myself doing it. So hopefully. (laughs) we can be more intentional about getting, getting rid of some of our bad habits. All right, number one, you ready? We're going to get into it now. We're going to break some of those bad habits and we're going to form some new ones. Are you ready? I hope you are. Whether you're driving at the moment, just tune your ears. If you're running, you know, this is where the, the rubber hits the road. So make sure you're fully alert and aware. Okay, number one, find ways to lower your stress level find ways to de-stress, if I can say that. Many negative habits, such as smoking, overeating, and oversleeping, have developed as a response to stress. Simple measures, like taking a walk, can reduce stress levels. When you are stressed, when you are tired, you are not yourself. You are another version of yourself, which is not the best version of yourself, And that is when you're tempted to get into bad and develop bad and negative habits. That's when we start eating. We say, we give ourselves a bit of a pat on the back and say, look, you're really tired. You deserve a tub of one liter ice cream. Or you're upset or, you know. And we just indulge. And then that becomes a habit. Then, you know, before you know it, every second night is a full tub of one liter ice cream. And then, proportionately, our body expands (laughs) and we're unhappy about ourselves. Alcohol can do that, gambling can do that. You know, so many bad, you know, they're the worst pornography, they're the worst end of the spectrum. But even little bits of pieces that, you know, provide us with a bit of, uh, you know, discomfort uh, can become habits for us, which are really, really um, negative for us. So find ways to lower your stress levels. So if you feel stressed, if you feel tired, if you feel that you're not yourself, don't develop new strategies to deal with that in a sense negative ones. Don't talk to yourself in a negative way, don't uh, you know binge on anything, don't go out of your normal routine just because of that. What you can do is you can do something positive. You can go for a walk. For example, just the other day on Friday, um, I was meeting my family for dinner at a restaurant we have a favorite Vietnamese restaurant where we go so occasionally and the kids just love it it's a simple night out for the family and Friday we were going to do that and we did that and uh, between uh, our my place of work to that restaurant is about five kilometers now I knew my wife was going to leave uh, netball training where my daughter was playing between four and five and we were going to meet at six at this place so rather than uh, Uh, driving there what I did is I said to my wife look I'll meet you there at six I left work at five and I actually walked those five kilometers in an hour because I had a really difficult week there was a lot of stress uh, a lot of um, activity in the business and uh, I just needed to refresh myself and I took that five kilometer walk on the way to the restaurant when I got to the restaurant it actually took me a lot less it took me less than fifteen minutes but when I got to the restaurant, I was refreshed. I was, you know, full of oxygen, full of energy. I could enjoy the time with my family, with my wife. If I had stayed at work, I wouldn't have been efficient for another hour. I would have driven that distance in probably less than ten minutes, and I would have carried on that tension, that stress from my workplace into the dinner setting, which my family don't deserve. And who knows what I would have ordered? Who knows? Maybe I would have binged that night, or I would have didn't care or I would have been absent so you could see so many things would have affected my behavior and my actions if I didn't have that breather for myself so it was it worked really wonders for me and simple things like that can work for you so find ways to lower the stress level number two become aware of your negative habits how can you identify those negative habits that you have out of the things that you do on a continuous basis do you see those negative habits do you have that awareness are you conscious of what is going on how many times do you touch your phone during the day you know there's people that touch it between 300 and 500 times a day so 300 to 500 times they reach in their pocket or on the table or whatever the phone is is that a good habit or is that a bad habit how many how many times do you check social media i don't know instagram not Twitter, uh, so, you know, Facebook, etc. Has that become a mini addiction? Is that a bad habit in you? That, does that take you away from what you're doing? Is it a distraction for you? How many notifications do you have active on your phone or on your desktop uh, at work? How, how much of your time is wasted doing, uh, doing these little bits of pieces? So really, really ask yourself, when you get home, what are your habits? Do you just switch on the television, watch the news and ignore the children and the family or the pets or whatever you have? What, what, are, what are those negative habits that you have? Do you, do you, do you overeat? Do you overdrink? Do you, I don't know, do you binge on YouTube, Netflix, Stan? Uh, maybe, maybe you have even worse habits like in heavy drinking, drugs, alcohol, I don't know, uh, dr- uh, gambling, pornography. All of these things, they, they, just, they just press on you, press on you, and press on you, on you and they could have become part of your life. There's light ones, there are heavy ones, nevertheless we need to break those. But become aware of where the problem is. If you're not aware of the problem, you will not come up with solutions. Since they are largely automatic, these negative habits, we are often unaware of our habits and their associated associated experiences. We don't actually realize the damage we're doing to ourselves when we perform those negative habits. We don't actually realize the damage we do to the people around us and how we let the team down or the family down or our bosses or our business down when we engage into negative habits. When asked to become mindful of what cigarette smoking tastes and smells like, some smokers realize that the actual sensations of smoking, the sensory experiences are not pleasant for them. So even though they're smoking, but when they were asked to to really taste the tobacco and to taste the smoke, and then to also to smell it, they realize that they don't actually like the taste and the smell, the experience itself. They like the, the habit of smoking, but they don't like the experience itself. So, you know because they were made conscious they were made aware of some other experiences that are associated with their uh, bad behavior or negative habit so think about those things that affect you and uh, think about the negative habits in your life and write them down and do something about them you know sometimes others see them you know our spouse our husband or our wives uh, maybe maybe your children see your negative habits <laughs> it's good to have children around because they will point you to it so uh, like my daughter my daughter if if you go to the bathroom and you don't wash your hands she will be right on you there and then you went to the bathroom and I didn't hear the tap go <laughs> so it's very very it's it's good to have around the house because she helps us keep everything uh, you know in line with good habits number three avoid cues that were associated with developing the negative habit in the first place. So what were the triggers that created a negative habit, first of all? Most habits can be triggered by the cues or contexts in which uh, they developed. Negative habits can therefore be left dormant if their associated cues or contexts are avoided. For example, to avoid snacking, remove snacks from easy access. So don't have them in your bag, don't have them next to your desk, don't, don't have them in your pantry or in your fridge. You know, if, you, if you're tempted to swear, for example, don't be around those people that make you swear. You know, in certain crowds, you are more relaxed in your language because those people do that. So when you are with them, you tend to do the same thing. So don't hang around those people. You know, if they're toxic people, don't hang around those people, people because they will trigger toxic behavior in you, no matter how strong you are. So just know what, what, what the trigger was that started a negative habit in you and get away from those triggers again. Number four, replace the old habit with a new one that opposes it. So you can't just nullify a habit and then that's it, not do anything. You usually have to replace. You've got to find something which is better, which is higher, which is greater than the old habit you have to replace it with, that's what we do as humans. We need uh, to take away the negative and put something positive instead. This can be done by explicitly planning a different course and repeating what it prescribes. For example, recycling habits in our homes. I mean, remember a few years ago, nobody recycled or recycled very little. Now, because we have bins for special, especially here in Australia, we've got bins for recyclable, you have developed a uh, habit of recycling. Because you get 10 cents for a can, now you don't throw away that can or that bottle, you put it in a special bag or in a special place or in a special box, because at the end of the month, you're gonna get 15, $20 for all the bottles you've recycled. So you see, if you've replaced the old habit with a new one, it is possible for you, rather than just throwing everything out, now to recycle things, You have transformed, you have changed a bad negative habit into something which is positive because you've changed your behavior. So there's so many things we've changed and adapted to in our lives from bad behaviors to good behaviors and that's what we want to do in our kids all the time. We we try to develop good habits in them. So we take away the negative habits and like leaving the toys around and we say, no, no, you put the toys at the end of the day in their boxes, in their places. So we teach them and reinforce it all the time uh, until they get it. So we want them to develop good habits. The problem is, as adults, nobody comes to us to point the figure, hey, you've got an issue here, Nathaniel, you've got to sort that out because we don't have people that speak into our lives and see us with all the negative habits. It'd be nice if we did, but we wouldn't like it. (laughs) Number five, apply the, the, the five habits routine that will improve your life so here i have a five habits routine that will improve improve your life and uh, i live by some of these and with some of them i'm still working on myself very very important are you ready so this is uh, number one of the five routines that if you develop all the time you and they become habits you will grow immensely number one: 10,000 steps Per day, this is the keystone habit that aligns all others. Ten thousand steps a day, maybe I don't know, walk them ten kilometers. It comes from the Japanese. You know, a doctor in Japan said that if you want to be a healthy person, you need to have ten thousand steps a day. You got to walk ten thousand steps, or run, or whatever. However, you can do them, but that will get your body into the right mindset it will get you into the right habits because what happens is when you walk, generally you're outside so you get oxygen, you meet other people, you are refreshed, your health changes, obviously your body changes because it takes energy and effort to do that. But the beauty with those steps is that all of a sudden the ripple effect is huge. You will not eat as much during that day because your conscious you've done the effort in the morning and you're saying, well, I'm not gonna blow what I've just done, you know? So you will eat less, you will drink probably more water because your body will ask for more water so you will live healthier. Your mind is sharper uh, because you, are, you can think more natural, more clear uh, because you're more in tune with yourself. You've given yourself some time to think maybe or to talk to somebody in that walk. So it's called the keystone that changes everything else. It's a keystone habit. You know, I've watched this for myself. If I don't exercise in the morning, my whole day changes. It's not the same as a day when I'm sharp and focused. So if I don't get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, if I don't exercise and if I don't do my routine, my spiritual routine, if I don't pray in the morning, if I don't uh, read, read the Bible, if I don't you know, energize myself both spiritually, both emotionally, both physically in, in all areas of my life, my whole day is not the same. I, I miss out on, on uh, you know, on drinking a lot of water. I miss out on eating healthy. I miss out on so many things because it changes all my behavior during the day if I miss out the start of the day. So the start of the day is vital. The, the habits of the morning are vital because they set up the rest of the day. Number two, expense journaling. We're talking here about finance awareness. Write down everything that you spend to the cent. A lot of the times, we only know what we spend at the end of the month when we check the accounts, if we check them or the credit card statement. A lot of us don't want to even look at that. But start writing every day everything that you're spending. Even if it's cash, even if it's card, doesn't matter. Just have a a daily journal where you write down the transactions. Because this will make you financially aware of what's going on. It's not how much you earn, it's how much you don't spend. The key to everything that we do is to avoid spending. Unless you write things down, you will not be aware of the spendings of that day and you just become habitually a spender rather than a a person who saves. So learn to write everything that you spend down because then you'll become more able to manage your spendings because you're aware every cent counts, every dollar counts. So this is a good habit to develop. Number three, it may be very confrontational for some of you out there, uh, but it's, it's good. So, you don't have to like me. I'm here to, to give you some tools and, uh, you know, uh, skills here that can help you improve your life. But please love me, you know, okay? Don't like me, but love me. I know uh, social media doesn't have a love button. Oh, they do. You can have, like somebody and you can love somebody. Okay, so hit the love button for me, please. Number three. Active goal setting and tracking your daily progress. So have have goals that you set. The problem is most of us set goals that are long-term and they are wonderful and they're great, but they don't keep us accountable on a daily basis. So you need to learn to set daily goals of the things that you want to achieve. Maybe they're on your to-do list, on your appointment list, but make sure that you do them daily and tick them off. Unless you set goals daily, you will not achieve everything that you want in life. You will be swayed, you will be taken in the direction of whatever comes and influences you during the day. So set yourself, in my, if you were looking in my diary, you will see that I have the top three for every day. Three or sometimes four or sometimes two, but usually it's the top three. Every day I have the top three things that I have to do that day. Those are not negotiable. I must do them. So those are important to me. So I have those top three that are always there. And they're different every day, of course. But they are always there because they are the important uh, things that matter. So make sure. And then I have many other uh, goals that I set during the day. But have this active goal setting every single day in your life. Number four, time management. Time management. Think of where your time is going during the day, become very aware and manage your time really well. Create habits that help you manage the time. And I've put here using the urgent important quadrants. So just do a pretty much a table with the tasks that are urgent, important, not urgent, not important. And basically then you have four squares. Obviously the most important square is the one which is urgent and important and those are the things that you have to do. Those things that are important and not urgent, again, they need to be done, but they're second to those ones. Those things that are urgent but not important, again, second or third, and avoid those things which are not important and not urgent at all. So those discard straight away. So if you can identify those things in those four quadrants uh, during the day, then your time management will will shoot through the roof, because then you can identify what is important to you, what is urgent to you, and you get those things done. And number five, daily gratitude, counting your daily blessings, not missings, not what you've missed today, not what you're missing today, but your daily blessings, your daily wonderful things, uh, learn what you have now not what is missing and what you'd like to have in the future learn to look at what you have now and be very grateful and thankful for those things that you have and if you can do this every day for about five or ten minutes even when you're driving your car on the way home think of the wonderful things that have happened to you things of uh, think of the things that are that you can be grateful for think uh, think of the things that you can be thankful for and just have moments of gratitude during the day because this will really help you develop better and better habits. So, um, this is just a little bit on how you can break some bad habits and then uh, form new positive ones. I hope this really helps you out there because I want you to become better in your habits because they define who you are. They define what you do every single day. So an application for you is think of a negative habit where you can apply the steps above and replace it with a positive one. So think of a habit that you are currently identifying in your life which is a negative habit and apply these five principles here to turn it into a positive habit. What will you replace it with? So if, if you have a negative habit let's say as we spoke about snacking what can you replace that habit with? It could be with water it could be with tea green tea or something do you know what I mean? If you if you if you if you're wired that you need to have something next to you at the desk or at the work space, wherever you're working, and you like to, to, I don't know, have something healthy or nibble or something, maybe get a carrot or a celery stick or maybe have a cup of tea or water. And that will avoid the temptation to go for greasy stuff or salty stuff or sweet stuff. That will not really help you. Uh, in your diet and wellness. So just think about bits and pieces like that. So do take this application seriously because this will take traction in your life. Well, that's it for today. Um, Yeah, so habits. Habits in your life. uh, Identify them. See how you're going and change them. Get rid of those negative habits. Look, nobody can get rid of of them for you. No one's going to do this. You have to do it yourself, unfortunately. But at the same time, this is a beautiful journey to go into, because you will become the best version of yourself if you can get rid of those bad habits, if you can manage the habits in your life, and stick to the positive ones. I hope this really blesses you. I'll see you next time.
0: I'm Dr. Nathaniel Costilla, and I thank you so much for joining me on this journey of clarity through emotional and spiritual awareness. If you feel blessed by this presentation, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share it wherever you're enjoying it. And until next time, this was A Bit of Clarity.